When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Shop weekly sales and get personalized coupons to get the most value out of every trip, every time, whether you shop in-store or online. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It. This is your host, Taylor, and today I'm joined with a fan favorite from Bachelor Nation. Welcome to the show, Blake. Thank you for having me, Taylor. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Yeah. Same. Um, so we've only, we have met just once. Yeah. Uh, we met in Denver right as like quarantine stuff was starting to happen. I remember I was like kind of nervous. I was like, do I go to Denver? Do I not? Yeah. That's right. Was <laughs> um, that in March or was that like the end of February? Yeah. That was like the One first of week right of March. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Right there in your hometown. Um, yeah. And I know, I mean, obviously a lot of people know you from Bachelorette and then from Paradise. Probably Paradise is <laughs> fresh in their is memory. What I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and we had some really good conversations just around dating and around sex. So um, hoping to kind of dig into that a little bit more with you today because I think that there's a lot like people were asking me my thoughts on everything when paradise happened and Mm -hmm. I don't share a lot when it comes to like bachelor recap stuff. But, um, I think I, I definitely saw your perspective in a lot of things. And, um, looking back, I'm like, I probably should have spoken up. I probably should have said some things because there was a lot (laughs) in there. Um, Mm -hmm. but curious if you could just talk a little bit about like, you know, where you're at now, like when you look back at that time, um, if there's Mm -hmm. things that you learned and, now that I'm thinking about it, there's probably people listening that maybe didn't watch or don't know what happened in Paradise. Yeah. So maybe just in your perception and your version, okay. what happened there? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Paradise was more or less a shit show for me. Uh, yeah. It was, <laughs> uh, I went down to Paradise. Um, I think probably, I mean, I don't want to be like douchey here, but like, I think I was like, well, I was the first guy down on the beach. Let's put it that you way. Were, so like you were very highly desired coming yeah, off of Bachelorette. Yeah. You can, you can, you okay, can I didn't that, know like. how to put that in words. <laughs> yes. Highly desired. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So going, yeah, I was first guy down on the beach. Um, and I mean, stagecoach. I should just start there, I guess. Everything happened. Yeah. Everything went wrong at stagecoach. <laughs> this is titled episode stagecoach. <laughs> <laughs> Everything went wrong at stagecoach. Um, I mean, it was so basically, I mean, I don't know how far to go back here because me and Christina had dated in the past for like probably about two, two and a half months, way back, like November yeah. of 18, um, November, December of 18. So way back. Um, and we just, it didn't work out, um, you know, for multiple reasons, but we more or less stayed friends with benefits probably only like three other times the rest of the year. Um, one yeah. of the times happened to be at stagecoach, uh, the Friday night of stagecoach weekend. And then mm-hmm. the Saturday, uh, of that same weekend at music fest stagecoach, uh, Kaylin also, uh, it was like a four in the morning kind of text. And mm-hmm. we ended up looking up as well. Obviously I wasn't trying to play with any hearts. It was very casual. Both of them, all of us involved. It was just sex, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, mm-hmm. But then when I got the second I got down to nobody had a problem with it until we got down in front of cameras on the beach. And then suddenly 
I was, you know, a monster and the, uh, mm-hmm. basically a predator, if you will, I was edited to be basically like a sexual predator almost. Um, so it was really hard. It was really hard what I went through. Um, you know, some language was used, uh, some false accusations, some lies thrown in a lot of different things happened to make the show, um, you know, get the views, uh, and, you know, make me into some kind of villain. Um, and it was really mm-hmm. hard. I'm not gonna lie. It was really hard. There's a lot of mistakes. Obviously I made, um, things I wish I would have said, would have done, but like looking back at, it, I remember I sat down with, um, a friend, well, Kevin, I guess you guys know Kevin went, yeah. you know, and he was just like, he knew like, it was actually we saw him in Montreal the day they gave me the, at the episodes pre-recorded. So before they were aired, I'd start seeing mm-hmm. episodes and I was like, Oh my God, this is incredible. What's happening. Like, they're screwed. They're trying to just destroy my life, you know, like so the things in there weren't true. Mm-hmm. Um, he was basically like, you know, this is going to be hard. Like what's your best growth is going to be hard. And it was, it was very yeah. hard, very hard. Um, but if I had to start all over again from the beginning of the bachelorette to where I'm at now, I'd probably still do it. I would, I'd probably still go through the ups and downs. Um, I think I learned a lot, uh, had a great, a lot of great opportunities that I've, you know, had and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'd probably still like, do all of this over again, but I'm not, that doesn't take away from how hard paradise was for me and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, and I mean, the, the whole like bachelor drama of it doesn't necessarily, um, interest me here, but just the, the concepts around what, what went down, right. Mm -hmm. Around dating that, you know, you're with one person one night and with another person the next night. And what are the expectations of that? Right. What are the Mm -hmm. interpretations of that? What kind of communication is happening around that time? Um, you know, you said that for you, it was something that was really casual. Do you feel that that was like explicitly communicated? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And unfortunately (laughs) I had to drop proof of that because they, you know, she said, Caitlin didn't say it wasn't when she was actually the one saying that it was just sex, nothing more, nothing less. And that everybody in this world looks up. So not only was I very clear, but she was also very clear. It wasn't like, you know, one of those things where sometimes and I got this a lot was like, well, women just try and act cool, you know, and they act cool. It's like, I get that to a degree. If she wasn't saying the thing she was like, not only was I supposed to read her mind, but also ignore the words she was saying as well, you know, and that's kind of like a hard thing for me. Um, but yeah, both of them, I remember me and Christine in the morning, we like fist pumped was like, good luck in paradise. Like it was a completely Mm -hmm. no, you know, so that was really frustrating for me watching it back and seeing the things they were saying. And I was like, except Christine didn't really, but yeah, I was just like shook. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine. I mean, it was, I'm sure very, very difficult to watch all that back and just to experience it too and be like, holy shit, this is going to be a whole Mm -hmm. freaking thing. Um, And I think when it comes to, you know, casual sex or hookups that it's a lot easier for men to talk about publicly. It's a lot easier for men to kind of be like, yeah, you know, yeah, like we just got it in Mm -hmm. that night and like Mm -hmm. that was it. Then it is Mm -hmm. for girls to even share that privately, let alone publicly to be like, yeah, I just really enjoyed having casual sex. I didn't expect a relationship to come from that at all. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly, yeah. That's exactly what happened. And so they more or less kind of twisted the story to make, well, obviously to protect themselves. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was very frustrating to say the least to watch, mm-hmm. knowing what I knew and what had been said to me. Um, and even like some of the people who I thought were more or less my friends, you know, I mean, I know there's no real friends in masturbation to be completely honest. It's uh, hard. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard. There's very few. Um, but yeah. um, watching some of the things that people said down that beach too about me. And, and I know you've been to paradise. It's a really hard environment. Yeah. Um, and like you, you know, you either bully or get bullied. So it's like a very hard 
environment down there. And I think people saw me getting bullied and kind of like hopped on the train. We're like, wait a minute. If he's the villain, that means I can't be the villain. Like, let's get him. Let's kick him on. Yep. So it's like a whole thing, you know? So that was yeah. I mean, that was it. Weirdly enough, I mean, that was more my experience on Bachelor than it was on Paradise. Oh, really? But, but yes, yeah. <laughs> I feel that. All right. So time for a short break right here. You all have heard me talk about them before on the podcast, but I want to share better help so that you all can get high quality access to some licensed professional therapists in a safe online private environment that is really, really convenient. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. You take a short little quiz and it will help pair you up with someone. And if it doesn't feel like it's the right fit, then with no questions asked, no problem whatsoever, you can get switched to someone else. Uh, And honestly, right now, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So those of you who are licensed professional counselors and are looking to increase your caseload, uh, definitely check them out because they're recruiting. Uh, So I really, really want to encourage all of you who are maybe thinking about getting help or want to help others uh, to check out BetterHelp. As a listener, you will get 10% off your first month of counseling services by visiting betterhelp.com slash talk about it. You can join over a million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash talk about it. And start getting help today. You don't have to wait until whatever it is. You can literally start today. So I hope that this helps and provides a little bit of encouragement for you. And also a reminder that it's okay to get help. It's okay to not be okay all the time. <laughs> You're not a robot. Uh, with all of this said, uh, we can get back to the show now. Um. I'm wondering if if you at all felt like, you know, the hate that you got and the bullying that you got, if that was around any form of like being slut shamed in a way, Um, or if it was just kind of like, you know, you treated these girls badly, or if it was like, you're a man whore. Um, Definitely more of the like slut shame man whore thing. And the hardest part for me too was the hypocrisy of a lot of it. Um, because I knew people down there on that beach who did way worse things than me. And I knew like people on that beach would slept with each other multiple times, you know? So it was just, I felt like I was a bit of a scapegoat in a way, you know, because Mm -hmm. I, there were a lot of things that I knew and watching what the producers did and stuff. It was hard for me because yeah, I was, you know, and everybody, everybody blamed me that I, in defending myself, you know, I slut shamed Kaylin. And it was like, that was very frustrating for me because then it was like, only did I get slut shamed, then they accused me of slut shaming. And it was just, it was a whole thing of like the double standard almost. Like there's a bit mm-hmm. of a double standard when it comes back, especially in um, Bachelor Nation, which I think is, I mean, it's about time women are like, you know, like congrats, not congratulated, but are open about sex and are allowed to have, you know, be open about sex. But at yeah. the same time now, if, you know, if, I mean, Hannah B the season before, you know, was applauded for like doing what she oh, yeah. and I love that and that was fantastic and then literally a month later I do the same thing you know not in a, any kind of relationship being completely <laughs> honest being completely open with all of them mm-hmm. and I'm this like monster you know so yeah I think that was a huge thing for me watching was the uh the slut shaming was hard mm-hmm. yeah well and it's always a different like 
people see it differently when it's in a relationship or when a relationship is the intended outcome of the sexual engagement, like especially mm-hmm. for women, it's applauded in that way. But when it's, you know, the opposite of that, it's like, uh-uh, you're, uh-uh, that's mm-hmm. not what you should be doing. Um, yeah. And as you're saying, like, it's about time, you know, that women can speak about this publicly. Um, can we talk about a DM exchange that we recently had? Yeah, yeah. Because this is one of my favorites. I was like, that makes me so happy. Um, <laughs> because, Blake, like, you know that I do talk about this stuff openly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you were like, I know, I don't think you're going to be offended by this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, mean, I know I can say this, Stevie, because you won't be offended. <laughs> Yes. Uh, But there's an adult film star, uh, Scarlett Scandal, and she's like absolutely wonderful. I love her. And one of my my Toronto lover had shared her with me like a few weeks, maybe even like a few months uh, before you sent her to me and was like, oh, like she really reminds me of you. And then you sent in and you're like, has anyone ever told you that you look like her? Yeah. I was like, I know that she's going to take this as a compliment. <laughs> yes. It was an absolute, absolute compliment. Um, and I mean, I could go off on a whole rant about like why that's so important, like that I can identify with her and, and, and see her in that. But, um, um, maybe we talk about your porn choices, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but no, I'm. I appreciate you sharing like your you know reflections on that because I know it was a super hard time, and I'm wondering if uh, if you're comfortable going here at all. If any of this triggered any kind of like sexual shame from the past, like I don't know if you had ever experienced or what how sexual shame presented itself before all of this, like how you felt you were with your sexuality and, and dating and everything growing up and even, mm-hmm. you know, pre-bachelorette, like, did this trigger anything for you? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, actually, I was, I've always been, you know, I guess maybe the way I was raised and, like, my family and everything. Like, I remember my the first person to give me a condom was my grandma when I was, like, 14, you know, and she was, like, mm-hmm. say, say, you know, mm-hmm. so, like, it, in my family, sex wasn't necessarily, like, this bad thing. It's, like, thing yeah. that was more or less, you know, villainized. So for me, you know, I've never had to like hide my sexuality. I've never had to hide um, Mm -hmm. that part of myself. So I guess that was actually why in a way, like as long as you're safe about it, you're communicate and you're honest, you know, Mm -hmm. sex can be a great thing. And casual, the, I always say the art of casual sex can be like a great thing. It's like a thing. Um, Now you have to be, you know, obviously communicate and everything, but I think, so Mm -hmm. I think when all of that started happening to me down on that beach and while, while it was airing, I was a little taken back because I didn't realize how some, you know, sex can be, I guess I was a little sheltered in that sense that sex can be used as almost like, like I was this monster just for having sex in general yeah. to some people, let alone, you know, two women at a music festival, you know, in the same weekend, it was like, I was a monster and I was getting death threats mm-hmm. and I was like, people were like trying to quote unquote save me and like all these kinds of things. That was a bit of an eye opener for me. Because a lot of people live like that, you know. A lot of people mm-hmm. live in that fear of, of you know, sexuality and stuff. So it was an eye Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I, yeah, I remember seeing like clips of your face, and when I saw okay. the like the look of shock on your face, I was like, "Yo, this shit's real for him." Like, that's not like <laughs> that's not a oh, you know, I was trying to play these people, and like it's you know, I'm getting caught in that. It was legit. You were. <laughs> shocked. Um, Some of the things that were being said, I was like, I just talked to you four days ago and you said it wasn't a big deal. And like, you didn't want me to tell anybody when we got down here. And I was, I was sweet. 
And I don't blame, you know, we, I mean, we don't want to talk about the producers too much, but like they can, they can manipulate a situation very, very well. Mm-hmm. And they did for all of us yeah. involved. So, but it was, it was hard on me because I think they just decided, no, here we go. Blake's the villain mm-hmm. and go And like, they wanted me to be this like monster. And the only way they could do that was to edit me and get me to, you know, say horrible things about me. Cause like, I'm not that person, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not like this person who like plays with hearts. And so it was hard. So then how do you find that that, I know we talked about this a little bit in Denver, but how do you find that that then impacted you post paradise in dating and in your sexual experiences? I mean, yeah, I think (laughs) it's changed. It's changed quite a bit as far as people see me as like, quote unquote, a fuck boy, which I don't even know what that really is to, you know, I don't know if that means I've always thought a fuck boy is somebody who did play with hearts and like, had multiple relationships almost. That's what I imagine. He fucks around with your feelings. Yes, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I always thought of it, but then, you know, everybody has kind of a different definition of that. Um, but yeah, I definitely think women look at me differently now and it's like not, like I'm not a boyfriend material, I guess, if you will. Like I think I hear, I feel that a lot. Now there's some people who still obviously, I mean, I talk to a lot, most people like our age and younger, you know, are like, wait a minute, like you just had mm-hmm. sex with two women who want <laughs> like that was a big deal you know and then yeah. you meet other people that are like your dick's gonna fall off because you've had sex with so many girls you know that kind of thing and it's oh my god like it's extremes of just yeah it's crazy so yeah well and i mean that really was like the total opposite of what you got after bachelorette mm-hmm. like and bachelorette you were like hubby material mm-hmm. yeah so it was a weird that was another thing too and it's a weird transition going from but it's also, I've talked about this too on some other podcasts, but it's really hard to go from trying to be somebody people think you are, like trying to be this perfect, you know, and I think, you know, a lot of the guys and girls coming off the show, Bachelor, Bachelorette, mm-hmm. they're put on this pedestal and then you try and live, you know, up to that standard and it's exhausting and it's really yeah. hard. And um, I did go through some weird times there for a few months right after the Bachelorette where I was kind of trying to figure out who I was uh, mm-hmm. post-Bachelorette. Um, and then I kind of all over again, I had to do that again after paradise. It was like, well, now yeah. do I play into this fuck boy thing? You know, do I want, like, it was, it was very hard, you know, and I'm still trying to figure it out as I'm, as I'm working through, you know, all, mm-hmm. it's been a year come like I got home. I would have gotten home like two weeks ago from paradise. Yep. Um, so it's been a year, you know, and I'm still going to therapy and trying to like figure out, mm-hmm. you know, like how to navigate mm-hmm. dating now and stuff. Yeah. I'm really happy that you just said therapy because I was thinking back to our Denver conversation too. And I was like, I want to make sure we talk about therapy. Um, (laughs) So yeah. Can you share just a little bit about like uh, what your relationship has been like with therapy? Yeah. um, I'd love to. So I was always one of those people growing up um, and even, you know, into my late twenties where I thought more or less like, you know, panic attacks, anxiety, like depression. I was all just nonsense you know like rub dirt mm-hmm. on it get back up get back in the game kind of kind of thing and then i had then i had i went into a deep depression um before the airing so after the filming and then before the airing and during the airing of paradise i mean i couldn't even get out of bed like i was in mm-hmm. such a dark place um, i just felt like the whole world was caving in on me and people i had trusted and you know kind of thought were my friends everybody kind of used me and stabbed me in the back and set me up and like all these things and so it was really hard for me. I literally couldn't get out of bed. I gained like 20 pounds. It was really, really hard for me. And I decided, um, you know what? Like, <laughs> this is real. Like, this isn't, you know, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is some kind of, like, I can't rub dirt on this. I need, I need help. Yeah. Um, so I reached out, um, found, went to a couple different, I think that's important too. Like 
one therapist, yep. if you go to one therapist and it doesn't work, don't, that doesn't mean therapy doesn't work. So I went to, yeah, I went to like a few Tell different them. therapists, finally found an awesome one, um, you know, and I think it helped. She didn't know who I was, but she knew of the show and how, mm-hmm. it, you know, publicly what I was going through publicly. Um, but she was incredible. She's been incredible. Um, and I just slowly, and I think that was, that's the biggest thing is it doesn't happen yeah. overnight. Yeah. It takes time. I remember I would, I would just take like walks around the block because I, like, I remember I took a jog one day and I was so sore the next day cause I hadn't gotten out of bed. So just like little bits of exercise, keeping, you know, staying healthy, eating right, slowly getting mm-hmm. my mind back to where I wanted it to be and being able to like look at myself in the mirror. Um, and yeah, I, I feel you know, I definitely think I'll never be back to that person I was before, but that's okay. You know, like, I yeah. don't know if I want to go back to that guy. So, you know, I'm like still working on it every day. I have my good days, my bad days still, but everybody does. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I, I just find, and I think therapy with men, the stigma around therapy with men is just like horrible. Cause I still run into it, you know, with some of my friends and I'm like, mm-hmm. of course, you know, they've never really been anything through like really horribly, especially in the public eye and gone through these kind of checks. Yeah. I don't expect them to necessarily understand. Um, but I think it's going in the right direction. I think our culture has is slowly. I mean, Kevin Love just won, like the I can't think of the name of the award in the NBA, and mm-hmm. it's like the humanitarian award, or whatever. And he, that's because he talked about mental health in public yeah. three, four, five years ago. Never he would have been laughed at, you know. So I think we're moving in the mm-hmm. right direction, uh, but we still got a long way to go. Yeah. Totally. And I mean, it takes just even small conversations like this to kind of help break down that stigma. So just have it be more normalized, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering, you said, uh, you know, you don't know that you'll ever go back to that guy like before the mm-hmm. show. And, you know, certainly you'll be a different version of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, what would you say is is different today about you versus that guy? I think I... I've always been a pretty empathetic person, um, but I think I am incredibly empathetic now when it comes to other people's, what they're going through. I think the saying is something, you know, like, well, more or less like the tip of the iceberg, like what you see mm-hmm. above the water versus what they're going through. And so I yeah. just always imagine, especially a lot of the people in the public eye and people in Bachelor Nation and what you see, trust me, is not <laughs> what, you know, yeah. they're going through. Uh, even, you know, even like, big time celebrities and like all these people who you look to as a kid or a child athletes. Like mm-hmm. now I know more than ever, like what they're going through privately is, is really, really hard and what they're going through. Yeah. And so I think um, I'm definitely more empathetic person now. And I can kind of see like when I meet somebody, a stranger on the street, like I always try, like you always be nice to them because this could, they could be going through something privately that you have no idea about it. Cause I, mm-hmm. I can put on a straight face sometimes. I can put on that face that I'm okay. But deep down, you know, I know that I'm struggling. So I guess Mm -hmm. that's kind of who I am now when I took away from that. Yeah, you are, you are like a very happy, like smiley guy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that would be a very like vulnerable, special place to share with you to see you like not be that happy, smiley guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a good, it's not a fun sight. (laughs) Cause yeah, I try, I try and say, I try and always especially around other people. Like I don't want, I often feel, um, I don't want to be like a, um, like a burden almost. Like I always try to make people smile and laugh because I don't want people to be like, Oh, what's the matter? Like, no, don't worry about me. Mm -hmm. You know, worry about you. Like, so I always try and like put, you know, make people smile and laugh. But yeah, privately sometimes that doesn't mean I'm doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause your feelings Mm -hmm. are not a burden. Yeah, exactly. I don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the people that really care about you and love you, like they, they're happy to hold that space with you and to make sure that you have a space for that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would and, say, I, you know, I get asked a lot, like what other than therapy and things like what helps you get through, you know, what you were going through. And honestly, it was too, they, sometimes people ask me, like, my friend's depressed. What, what can I do? I'm like, honestly, just listen. Like, don't even try mm-hmm. and like, don't try and fix them, save them, whatever. Like, just listen. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you just need like a sounding board, if you will, and figure things out yeah. along the way by your, you know, on your own as you like speak it out and talk about it out loud. So that's what I always say. Mm-hmm. Just be there for somebody. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm wondering, like, you've been in therapy. Um, that seems to be super helping. And like, you're really focusing on yourself. You're DJing mm-hmm. a lot. Like I remember when we met up in Denver, you were so amped up about <laughs> DJing. And I was yeah. like, he means business with this. <laughs> yeah. Like he's dead serious. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked that because I was like, I feel like we have similar vibes and how much like we love music. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've been like getting back at that a little bit slowly. Slowly, I kind of everything kind of shut down again. I got one gig in, you know, completely all social distance and all that. It was actually really well done, um, mm-hmm. and it was fun. It was just fun to get back out there. I love like making people smile and laugh and dance, and so it was like I I never thought it'd be something that I'd do, uh, but I have become pretty passionate about it, uh, and I love doing it. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, COVID put a real damper on that yeah. <laughs> career path, uh, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get back at it uh, here soon safely and everything once everything is kind of opening back up um but yeah it's just an outlet for me I guess if you will you know uh when it comes mm-hmm. to like being up there and like watching people enjoy something you enjoy doing so much too you know so it's it's a cool thing yeah. it's something I like I said I never thought it'd be something I'd be doing and I almost <laughs> let like because I still get you know people laughing and like, oh, now you're a DJ. Like, oh, cool. cool. <laughs> you go on reality TV and now you're a DJ. Like, okay, like, you're not it. a fuck boy and you're going to be yeah. a DJ. <laughs> yeah. That too, that too. Yeah. And I'm like, I get it. Like, I know how ridiculous it sounds. But then they actually go to like one of my shows. And one of my favorite thing is like, damn, they come up to you and like, damn it, that was actually pretty good. I'm like, yes. Like, I turned another mm-hmm. one, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, it's a cool, it's a fun thing. And I was, I almost was too afraid, you know, sometimes you let fear. I didn't want the yeah. hate. I didn't want the hate mm-hmm. to, you know, and like all that. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And I'm so yeah. glad I did. I'm so glad. I literally was just like sink or swim. It was like, let's do this. You know, I signed with a label and they were like, we're going to start booking you. So you better learn like really how to do this. <laughs> so I did, you know, <laughs> so didn't want to make a fool of myself up there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess I didn't let yeah. fear drive me. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad yeah. I did. Yeah. You totally have to say fuck it to all the haters and literally do whatever it is that's bringing you joy. I'm like, yeah. at first when I started talking about vibrators and like <laughs> sex and shit, that's people true, are upset yeah. and they're like, you shouldn't be talking about this. Like that's supposed to be private. And I'm like, mm, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> makes me happy to talk about. Oh, yeah, um, exactly. And I don't know why. Maybe my brain is just in sex today. I watched like a very sexy movie last night, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and your time on paradise. But I keep, I'm like hearing maybe a little bit of a theme of like focusing on other people's pleasure or like people pleasing maybe for you mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. where, you know, you like, you always want to put a smile on people's face and like, you know, DJing, like it just makes you so happy, like to see other people happy. Um, I'm wondering if a, if that trans transitions into like your sexual experiences, but mm-hmm. also like, where you where 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 does the focus come in on Blake's pleasure? 
Well, that is the problem. I think, I think I, I push <laughs> other people, other people first so often that I, yeah. um, in that, every facet of my life, I think sometimes I do forget about like my happiness and I do forget sometimes about like what, what I'm doing for myself rather than mm-hmm. what I'm doing for other people. Um, and I think that was something that I definitely did learn when I, what I went through in, in paradise, because I realized like, the reason the producers were able to take advantage of me was because I wanted to please the producers, you know, and yeah. I wanted, I was, and I, I was very naive and very doe eyed going into paradise. I trusted everyone and everything and mm-hmm. it bit me in the ass. And yeah. I don't necessarily want to like not be that person. Like I still do want to trust people until, you know, I, I can't anymore. I don't anymore, mm-hmm. but I don't want to become like a pessimistic cynic. And that's something I'd like, actually tried like consciously not to be because it could be very easy for me I think to be that especially when it comes to the show um Mm -hmm. but yeah I guess I'm trying not to be the person that (laughs) the producers kind of wanted to turn me into you know I didn't I'm not going to be that person and it's not more of like well it kind of is like a fuck you to the producers in the show Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. you know what I'm not gonna let you guys destroy me and I'm still gonna put a smile on my face and still gonna be that person I was before even though it did kind of bite me in the ass and I've also learned, though, to not be quite as, yeah, I need to think about myself, put myself first sometimes rather than other people's wants and needs. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. So with all that said, though, would you actually ever entertain going back on Paradise? (laughs) (laughs) I get asked this so often. Uh, Honestly, I mean, I don't think I'd, even if I was to entertain even the idea, like, I don't think, I don't know what I could get out of it. I just, I... I don't well, think hopefully I, a relationship is the I mean, point. That would be the, but I don't <laughs> think I could, I could be myself. Like, I don't think yeah. I could go down there and actually be myself and find somebody because I, I think I, every, everything the producers would tell me, I would just be like, not myself. And I'd be very guarded and I have all my walls mm-hmm. up all the time. And I yeah. saw that with Christina when we were down there because mm-hmm. that was her second time around. And yep. I remember her, her walls were just completely, and I would, now I don't blame her at the time. I was like, mm-hmm. stop, like you're being overdramatic, <laughs> you know? And I was like, quit it. But now, you know, I, I get it. I, I could see why going down there a second time would be so difficult to like be yourself mm-hmm. and have your walls. Yeah. Down. Cause that, that process doesn't work if your walls are up. It doesn't, you have to allow yourself to be mm-hmm. vulnerable and open. And I just don't know if I could do it again. And I don't know if they'd want me because I have talked shit about the show a lot. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they have big fans of me. No. <laughs> I I feel like they probably still would want you. And I think other girls like from past seasons or from newer seasons even probably would still be interested in you to where I feel like they would ask you. Maybe not like this next coming season, but I feel like in the future they... <laughs> Probably. I mean, they don't, yeah, they don't, anything to get those viewers, you know, they probably, even if they send yep. you down. Like, <laughs> yep. Fourth day. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, if you're single, even then that would be something True. that you'd consider. Um, yeah. Are you like dating now? Yeah, I am dating. I am dating. Um, yeah. I'm kind of seeing somebody right now. It's, it's, um, you know, we're going slow and everything, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping it private. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm in a good place, I think, right now in my life um, to where I, mm-hmm. I have decided, you know what, I'm going like, to get back out there and see what I can see, yeah. if I, yeah, see if I can find somebody. I remember when we were in Denver, I was 
asking you or telling you. I don't even know. But I was like, I feel like it's got to be impossible for you to even like sext with people. Like, how do you even like, (laughs) I was like. (laughs) Super scary. Super scary. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah but i was like i don't feel like i would want to be in your shoes because dating would just feel so so difficult i mean like for the girls coming off the show it's a very different story than it is for mm-hmm. the guys dating post show mm-hmm. especially with the storyline that you had yeah um yeah and it, it did feel like in paradise that i did buy some women like i did get taken advantage of a little bit you know i mean I don't want to say that I did, but it felt that way when I was down there. And so I came off paradise even more like scared, mm-hmm. you know, to like, cause it was like, they also, even people in Bachelor Nation used me to get ahead in Bachelor Nation. And I was like, it was like a really hard thing. So it was like, imagine, you know, just a rate, like a, me and my friends always call, I don't, this isn't a, like a mean thing, but like me and all my friends, we call like people who aren't in Bachelor Nation wildlings. Cause we're like Game of Thrones fans. They call them wildlings. <laughs> and that's a compliment that's because they're free people that's a compliment free people oh my gosh that's amazing (laughs) the wildlings the wildlings so like if i find a wildling like is she gonna use me you know i don't know so it was like but i i think i've gotten past that like i think i've like gotten to the point where i'm like you know what like i have to learn to trust again because you made like, it through the wildlands to yeah. who you are with now. <laughs> yeah. like, I can't live that way in fear. Um, so I guess, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm back out there and I'm just, you gotta, you gotta eventually forgive and forget, you know, and try and do yeah. to find anybody. So, I mean, is this like exclusively dating or is this like intentional conversations around the fact that it's open or you're still like, interested um, right in exploring now, other people? Yeah. Um, so right now it's one of those things where every, and this was even me before the bachelorette, like I would jump into a relationship fast and be like, I'd meet somebody and be like, okay, here we go. Like, you know, boom, I'm in a relationship. So you're perfect boom. for the show. <laughs> I know, it's like they knew. It's like they knew. I do fall fast. I fall hard. I fall fast. So I'm trying to, I guess, navigate this in a different way and do this differently instead of doing that. Um, hmm. and maybe it'll, you know, maybe that'll, it'll, it'll be a different uh, outcome, I guess. Um, so that's kind of yeah. where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Cause I do, I do usually, I go in hard, either I get scared or she gets scared. It's like this whole thing, you know? So I'm trying to do this one a little mm-hmm. bit. Different. Yeah. Feelings are very scary. That's, that's hey, for sure. Yeah, they, they can be, <laughs> they're exciting, but then you're also like, I'm going to shit myself. Like what's happening? <laughs> exactly right. So totally, yeah. totally understandable. Um, yeah. I mean, knowing that you used to just kind of jump straight into relationships and be like all in. Um, mm-hmm. I imagine it feels a bit different to be taking this really slow and maybe not like jumping right into exclusivity. Do you still feel like you're desiring or I'm, I don't want to ask you that question. Um, <laughs> like I'm not trying to get you in trouble, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but you know, do you feel like there's good communication around this being an open conversation of like, it being very clear that like we're not monogamously together right now, but that like you're working towards that. Yes, yes, yes. We have plenty of conversations around that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's been like, uh, and like, yeah, like conversations for that exact purpose. Like, it's not like we've just like suddenly talked about. It. It's like we let's talk about this openly because yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I imagine like you're not super sad about Stagecoach being canceled this year then because it's working out for you. That was probably a good thing. 
Except, no, I mean, no, actually, I was supposed to DJ at it. So, no, I'm a little bummed. It would have been like a whole, That's you know, right. it would have been a cool full circle thing. Mm-hmm. I would have had a, you know, a tent and everything. And I would have, so that would have been fun. But next year, 2021, I guess, you know, I guess. Yeah. There, so. I'm not even a huge country person, but I was going to go. Like, yes, yeah, yeah. there was a, a partnership. And I was like, well, you know, try to stay open to new opportunities. Maybe I'll come out of this liking country music. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, the environment in itself is really fun. You know, everybody's just having a good time. It's just, I, I mean, yeah. I've never, you've been to Coachella, right? Yeah, and I fuck with Coachella hard because it's like musicians I really love and I listen to. And I feel like in Denver you were trying to get me on like the country music train, but then like I was showing you my my music and I was like, "Mm, mine's mine's really good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, you probably wouldn't have liked the music as much as probably Coachella or anything, but. You would have had fun yeah. still. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I would have. Um, I so was not expecting you to actually say that you were like kind of dating someone right now, but that makes me really happy for you because through everything, even though we've only met once too, I'm like at heart, like I think you're a good person. You're a good guy. And, you know, we all have really difficult experiences on the show at some point or another. Um, mm-hmm. And so that makes my heart like so happy for you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's been a fun. I mean, yeah, like I said, it's, I'm finally come to the point where I'm, ha- I'm like happy with where I am as a person. So now I'm like, you know what? Let's see if we can you know, find mm-hmm. somebody out there. So, yeah. yeah. Do you see yourself like dating someone publicly again? That like the thought of that terrifies me. Me too. I just got like it at my heart. So <laughs> <laughs> my heartbeat just. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, you're like not even in like a committed monogamous exclusive <laughs> relationship. And I'm like, so what about dating publicly? <laughs> I would definitely wait until it's like, I am sure, sure, sure. Because I wouldn't want to put her through it either. I would not want to put somebody through dating in the public eye because it is the hardest thing ever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, to have everybody else's opinion in your relationship is not easy. Yeah. Yeah. And I I really, I go back and forth on this. And this is something like a few months ago, eh, probably like towards the end of 2019, I really tried to push myself to be really honest about because it's hard. It is so much pressure to date people publicly, but then it's also like, is there space to share the gray area is what I question myself with because all we ever see are these like happy, committed, like just totally happy relationships, right? And it's like, well, what if we shared and people saw more of that in between? Then would there be less pressure on it being this like, here's the, you know, exclusive on my new relationship when it's like, <laughs> you know, can can people can people in the public eye feel comfortable being authentic? And sharing, even when there may not be a guarantee of commitment or of a long-term relationship. Yeah, that I mean, that is a good question because uh, that's so hard. Because I think, obviously, I mean, we think very similarly when it comes to that kind of stuff. I think um, that should be, the gray area should be something to discuss. <laughs> but I would hate, I think the woman would get more hate than, you know, I would, for sure. Yes. I think the woman would get the whole... Oh my God. Oh, speaking of your post that you had, your sex case that you had, and I accidentally liked the wrong freaking, oh, <laughs> literally my nightmare, my nightmare came yes. through. God. Okay. Yeah. No, we need to talk about that. I totally yes, forgot about my that. Nightmare. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. So I shared my recent sex case with Toronto Lover um, and 
someone had commented of like, oh, like you're being used, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like to that effect, yeah. You're yeah. Quit giving it a free and they won't or something like that. It was like some. Yeah. And someone had like commented at Blake, like, why would you like this? And then I was getting like, people were screenshotting it and DMing it to me. And then someone even mm-hmm. sent me like a link uh, in my DM. I think it was like to a Reddit or something of like the fact that you had liked this comment. And I was like, <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> so I like, texted you and I was like, um, did you mean to like this? Like, should we talk about this? <laughs> I was like, oh God. I like panicked. I was literally like out for dinner, I think. And I was like, oh. I was like, oh God. This is my nightmare. And I like went back and I was like, oh my, cause I liked one of the comments under that comment calling that person out. But I think mm-hmm. I actually like both or something. And I was like, Oh God. Um, yeah. but that's, that's what I would be afraid of. Like this gray area would be the mm-hmm. woman would get a ton of hate, which you, I mean, you had a couple yeah. comments in there, um, that yeah. were like, exactly like he's using you, blah, 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 one of those, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of those. So yes, yeah. so, I mean, I'm glad you were able to like post about it. You did post about it and like you embraced it. Um, but it's yeah, yeah. you're brave because it's not easy. It is not I might easy. I might just be a little crazy. Um, but <laughs> so you need a little of but, both. You have to be a brave and crazy. You do. So you get things you do. Totally. But it, I will say it is different because with it being a female and having a majority female following, I'm going to get different reactions than you being a male having majority female following who want to bang you and have babies with you seeing you with another woman different like viewers of the show who are women much much easily i don't know if that's a right sentence but they will jump they will jump to like attack and shame and judge women way quicker than they will men if i have learned like one thing through all of this is that Women are so mean to other women. It's incredible. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that was like, I thought it was all like, you know, women empowerment. And no, it's like, the, like women will tear down other women at, you know, any chance they get a lot of times. And that, that's been an eye opener for me. I'm like, oh my God, like mm-hmm. women are yeah. can be very mean to other women. So yeah, yeah. that would be hard. And I mean, you totally have a very valid point in this too of like it being hard for her. So like even when I do share Toronto Lover, I don't like share his face and I'm not like this is his name. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, again, until something does feel really like solid, um, that's when that would be a conversation because it changes their lives as well. You know, that's a big, Mm -hmm. big decision. Yeah, it changes. That's exactly right. It changes. I mean, I I think one, I mean, this is a bit of an extreme example, but I mean, Jess, Ben's fiance, it changed her life like overnight. You know, mm-hmm. like she's now like anytime I go to Nashville and I like mention that I was in there, she's like, Oh, do you know Jess? Like Ben's, you know, fiance, it's like this whole thing, you know. So it changed her life overnight. I'm sure they had to have a lot of conversations about, you know, Ben's like, Okay, mm-hmm. like I am gonna explain this to you, but you're not gonna understand it until it happens. Like, you know, she gained like yep. six figure followers overnight. Like so it's uh, yeah, it can change people's lives like pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm excited to see where this goes for you. Thank you. And it. I, I do sincerely updated. hope, yeah, please do. If you have any like sex questions, let me know. Um, it's my favorite thing to talk <laughs> about. Um, but um, I do sincerely hope too that you can kind of through this process make sure that your needs and your wants are being met as well. Um, I, don't, I don't think that this had like hit me as much when we were in Denver, but this like people pleasing thing, I'm like, okay, but... Yeah. Also, like, your needs are important, too. Like, are people making you smile, you know? Mm-hmm. 
yeah, that's definitely uh, something I even knew probably, uh, yeah, going into the show. I'm a bit of a people pleaser. I need to stop doing mm-hmm. that so much, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Part of the yeah. Growing, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I appreciate you being vulnerable and actually yeah. sharing about that. Um, again, you'll have my support and, and all the positive vibes. Um, is there anything coming up for you? Are you going to be like DJing anywhere? You're you're in Colorado back again there? Now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in yeah. Denver. Yeah. I'm in Denver. Um, to be honest, not really right now. It's been, it's, it's driving me absolutely crazy. Cause like I'm, very, I'm a very goal oriented person too. So like I look forward to things and mm-hmm. like work towards things and there's like nothing to look forward to or to work forward yeah. towards right now. So no, nothing on the docket right now, but hopefully, uh, I don't know, hopefully soon everything's closing back down. Like there was a little light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. now, not so much. So yeah. um, we'll see, hopefully by the, you know, by the time, I mean, I guess the only thing I look forward to look forward to is uh, the Bachelorette starting. And, maybe, <laughs> like, that's little, and that's sad. That is sad that that's literally what I have to look forward to as far as like things I can do. Like oh, I'll do my Bachelorette recaps guys in two months. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, yeah, like you do those on your Instagram stories and mm-hmm. you're um, very animated in those. <laughs> <laughs> They're fun to do. <laughs> I love the, I love doing that because people reply with the best stuff. It's great. It's fun. Yeah. I know. I don't, I don't know that I'll be commenting on Claire's seasons at all, but I know I will obviously have a lot of things to say about Matt's season. Um, mm-hmm. Are you planning on watching that? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to be, yeah. Yeah. I've never met Matt, but I think it'll, it's going to be interesting too with COVID and like how, cause I heard he's not traveling international. Like it's just going to be mm-hmm. a very different all around vibe for both seasons. So Super. It's be, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's for, for traveling and being like long distance relationships, dating, it's mm-hmm. all such, such a strange time. Um, I take yeah. it your person's in Colorado. No, actually. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, yeah yeah a lot of it a lot of zoom um but i was thinking this too i don't know i'm backing up a little bit for claire's season like i don't know about you but when you're on the bachelor like traveling was almost like a relaxing time because there weren't cameras around and you could like hang out with your friends and they're not doing that mm-hmm. like they're gonna be for five weeks on the, they're gonna lose their minds these four <laughs> men are gonna lose it it's gonna be the most traumatic yep. season it's gonna be hard for these guys <laughs> It is. Okay, new uh, Chris Harrison. Throwing <laughs> um, my name in the ring. No. It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be hard for them. So yeah. yeah. No, I only traveled Louisiana and Wisconsin. <laughs> Fantastic times. Real fun. <laughs> um but but no, like actually like the travel days where you do get to kind of like relax a bit and you're not mm-hmm. doing these like ITMs and it's not super emotional. Yeah. Like those those were some fun days. Like we had actually a dance party one night um, in Louisiana, and I was like, music. I was like, we yeah, get to exactly, dance yes. and listen to music. Oh, <laughs> yes, music. That's so crazy to think what we did. What were we thinking going on the second show? I don't know, Blake. We're, <laughs> we were wildlings, and then we went and did something just even more wild and out of this world. Oh, I know. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I know you said earlier, you know, and I think I've talked about this a little bit before too, just that like friends and Bachelor Nation can be very difficult because mm-hmm. it does become a little bit of a popularity contest. And, um, you know, thankfully I've got Vanessa as like my day one boo mm-hmm. who like mm-hmm. I trust with my life. Um, but it Jason can be really hard. Vanessa. Yeah, Jason is my yes. Vanessa. Me and Jason, yeah, you know, yes. that's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Day yes. one 
Yeah, exactly. But um, but I am happy that it does get to, you know, introduce me to people like you and we can have cool conversations and I hope, you know, I do have your back and and support you and, you know, know that it was a rough time and love that you're open. Like we have more in common than I thought we would. Honestly, like yeah. before meeting you, I was like, I, I don't fuck with this guy. Like I remember not... you saying that when we met, you were like, <laughs> I did. Surprising me. Yeah, you were. I remember you being like, you're not what I expected. I was like, yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you definitely weren't what I had expected. So it was a pleasant surprise. Um, okay. And yeah, always, always have my support and um, appreciate you. you. And I love what you you're doing. Vulnerable. I love what you're doing, being open and vulnerable about sex and all that kind of stuff. So keep it up. <laughs> you do? Do you think I'm like out of my mind over here? <laughs> yeah, but like I said, you got to be a little bit out of your mind to make a difference. So <laughs> this is true. This is true. So I'm curious before we end, if there's anything I've shared that you've learned or anything that has stuck out to you that I have shared that you've like tried out or that taught you something, um, anything. I can't think of anything in particular, but I, I mean, I think the cool, like we kind of talked about earlier, but I think the coolest thing you are currently doing still is you're embracing like the art of casual sex like, <laughs> yeah. you're embracing that and you're not villainizing it where especially in bachelor nation with the audience and the, you know the, the mm-hmm. middle america like kind of audience and everything yeah. that is uh sex can be you know kind of like looked at as like a horrible thing and like you mm-hmm. know so i think what you're doing with that i think you are opening people's minds so yeah. which is awesome it needs to be more people like you so <laughs> Thank you. So nice. You're welcome. (laughs) There you go. Put a smile on my face. Um, (laughs) Good day. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, This is your first time on the pod, but, you know, hopefully have you on again in the future. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you share a little bit about kind of where people can find you? Yeah. um, Pretty much on Instagram at balake.h. Um, on Instagram. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Keep an eye out. I'm going to be releasing some, like uh, some of my remixes and everything here soon, hopefully. So I'm going to make sure I got a nice cue before I release some. So yeah. Some remixes. Okay. Yeah. So, and keep an eye out for the bachelorette recaps and bachelor recaps. (laughs) I need that engagement guys. (laughs) You gotta get these sponsorships Uh, y'all. Guys, I need need this engagement. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i'm dead okay well thank you so much All right. appreciate it thanks for having me taylor All right, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for making it all the way through and keeping your ears, your hearts, and your minds open. It would mean so much to me if you could take a second or two after listening to this episode to leave a review on iTunes and let me know what you're enjoying about the show. I love reading, you know, what your favorite episodes are, where you guys listen, um, and definitely feel free to share this with a friend. I mean, part of how we break down the stigmas around these topics is by talking about them, right, And, and sharing them with more people. So definitely share the podcast. Um, and again, really wanting to include all of you in this podcast. So if you have questions or you want to share a thought or an experience, please send in a voice memo to ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And I'm really excited to keep having these conversations and uh, breaking down these stigmas. So thank you all so, so, so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time. Yeah. 
When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Shop weekly sales and get personalized coupons to get the most value out of every trip, every time, whether you shop in-store or online. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 